Welcome everybody once again to the Liberation Frequency brought to you live from Beaches Road Studio in South London. I'm your host, Dennis Jose Francois. It is May 2014 and in the studio this week I have with me Dan Collicott. Good evening. Imran Mirza. Hello. And Bernice Watson. Hello. It's been a while since we, the Liberation Frequency editorial, saved anyone from anything. Zombies are old news, aliens aren't going to show up anytime soon, and the rise of the machines is unavoidable, if somewhat delayed. But what about vampires? This, my friends, is the Vampire Survival Special. Everything you need to know about surviving after dark. But before we get into that, let's do this. Podcast listeners, never forget, you can always send us mail podcast at liberationfrequency.co.uk you can tune into our twitter account at lf magazine or visit our facebook page liberation frequency uk and now let's get on with the show before we get on with the survival guide let's just do some big ups to everybody who helped us collate our info for today's show uh, and that includes, but it's not necessarily limited to, Jeremy Hay, Martin Barry, Giuseppe Di Chiara, Agatha and Jordan, Mervyn Charles, Ryan Chenery, Nathan Dodge, Les Davis, TJ Sutherland, Lofty, Murray True Love, Chris Seed, Rob Dukes, John Keane, and he who shall not be named. Ooh. Yes, indeed. Thank you all very much. Big up yourselves. Aye. This is Under the Fang, the eternal night of the vampires. Let me ask you guys, why are vampires so endearing? Why have they lasted so long in, in our nightmares? And why do they appear so frequently on TV and in film? Well, I think they're kind of a more civilised riff on zombies and the undead. And we've obviously got a, a morbid fascination with life after death. And it obviously, in this case, takes a much more romantic, romanticised, sorry, and erotic form. So I think that's probably why. Do but vampires come before zombies, historically, by a long stretch? Do we know that? Yes, we do. Okay. I, I feel at this point I should, I should um, put in, uh, yesterday I listened to another podcast specifically about vampires, tracing the history of vampires. And one of the things they pointed out was that the the um, the, the character Lilith goes all the way back in Jewish uh, history and mythology, a good four thousand years, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and then since then, over in very in various cultures, vampires have showed up repeatedly. All Bram Stoker did in when he wrote his book was draw on existing mythology, on existing mythologies, and and then put them under you know, one particular guy's name and in one particular part of the world. But the, even the word vampire, which he used, came from uh, Greece, I believe, is wow. the case. Um, I think um, also, like, on top of that, not only the, the Lilith mythology, but blood drinking or the draining of life th- force is a motif that goes back thousands of years in many different cultures. You can see it, you know, in various cultures across the world. And so it's it's obviously something that humans find fascinating just just to follow on from what you said i think in we're a long way from nosferatu and i think vampires now are very they're, they're sexed up aren't they it's always dashingly good looking guys and snaring women quite easily and well were they not always sexed up that's just our envisage our our vision of what a sexy undead looks like now is different than what it was 
40 or 50 years ago. Nosferatu and uh, the Bela Lugosi, uh, even a Christopher Lee vampire. Surely they were considered good looking and. Nosferatu? Uh, well, maybe not Nosferatu. <laughs> <Yeah. the> <laughs> but, but I think there's always there's there's always a dual form. Well, quite often there's a dual form, as in there's the withered, haggard uh, Walker monster, monster that Ooh, has monster. lived hundreds of years, and then in in a lot of different tales and films, when they actually drink the live spud, then they become this young, attractive, nubile young thing. Mm-hmm. Bernice, why do you think they've endeared so long in mythology? I, I kind of agree with Dan in that I think they've always been an oddly sort of romanticised um, figure, but there's also there's something kind of melancholy about the vampire mm. as well. You know, they're often lonely and sort of trapped um, in, within a biblical perspective. They're in a sort of odd limbo where they've been cast out by God and they're living outside of God's purview or, or whatever so I think that's quite um, captivating as well and it obviously just plays to to the imagination but then on top of that you know like you said Dan there's the appeal of you know everlasting life and and I think all of us reflect on our mortality from to time to time and it would be nice not to have to worry about that um, and of course in modern vampire tales they've taken away a lot of the or worn down a lot of the the cons to being a vampire, you know. So mm. modern vampires are beautiful and young forever, and they're rich and they're. In some cases, can even go out in daylight. Yeah, it's not I, so much of a curse as it used to be. Yeah, mm. like because I think Dracula, for example, in Bram Stoker's Dracula, was quite a tormented figure, mm. and you compare that to some of the more modern vampires, and and that's slowly been sort of whittled away until, frankly, vampirism looks quite attractive. Fantastic answer. Very mm. good answer. Um, Actually, I just realised something else. The connection between a vampire and its their lover, there's nothing more intense than the ability to actually that that physicality of biting into someone, drawing their life's blood. There's there's no greater connection, whether it from a relationship, a love, erotic, whatever, than that kind of coming together of people. There's or definitely things. a I think it's fair to say that there's a parallel with intercourse as well. Oh, you definitely. know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the penetrative uh, <laughs> element. So, and giving someone, you know, a well, a as you say, it's been played down as a curse, but you're giving someone immortal life. Right. So, all right. So you've already you've mentioned already, Imran, the differences between the then and the now, which is actually the second thing I've got written down here. So, of all the undead and horror. Are vampires the scariest? And which are more scary? The old... I See, I, I think you can break vampires down into three groups. You've got the old, old, historically accurate, for lack of a better term, vampires, i.e. pre-Bram Stoker. And then you've got the classic vampire, which is from Bram Stoker going up to, say, Bela Lugosi, and, uh, which goes up probably till about, I don't know, ten years ago. And then you have the modern vampire, um, which I would say is Buffy onwards. I, yeah, I think I think, I, I think yeah. you could put them in a in the same basket with um, the Sookie Stackhouse slash True Blood right. vampires and and also the ones that we haven't talked about yet in that they can be very attractive and and they're often placed in that role of the right. 
So you, I, I think that series reinvigorated that aspect and so kind of kicked it off. Three types of vampires, we'll look at it that way. Which are the scariest? It's got to be the first two. I think the, the current trend of vampires is probably the least frightening of, well, of anything that we've ever discussed, from zombies to machine to, to aliens, I, I can't imagine. Although, well, you say that, but didn't we also come to the conclusion that anything <clears> that <throat> can fool you as being the boy or girl next door is actually truly more scary? And that reminds me of another great take on vampires in terms of let the right one in. Um, that was obviously, that's a fantastic version of, of contemporary vampiredom as well, isn't it? But, um, I mean, from that... It's a very strange one as well. Yeah, it's... it's considering from... what she is. Are vampires the scariest of all the undead, of all the horror aspects? Because, in a, again, in a, in a recent podcast, we spoke about, you know, aliens... Uh, sorry, uh, we spoke about the undead, about uh, zombies. And I think, Benice, you said that the zombies were quite scary because they're just never-ending. They just don't stop. But for me, personally, I find vampires are the most scary. I don't, because vampires have rules. Zombies is, is, is the perfect example, because there isn't any reasoning. There's no logic. There's no rule. There's, there are ways there's to kill no, it. There's no human aspect exactly. to them. Yes, but with, with vampires, there's, <clears throat> there's everything. I mean, in terms of... This was the, the question that we were about to answer later is name five things that you'd put in your backpack. I'm sure everyone named like ten. In terms of <laughs> crucifixes, garlic, holy water, etc., etc. It's it's There's loads of stuff. And even the fact that you at least, in most vampire mythology, you at least have the daylight, right? Exactly. So you've got a, a fighting chance. And there's much more moral ambiguity um, in vampires because ultimately they were once human ultimately they still think like humans they still love they still feel they still have emotions All, and also following on from that in terms of the questions that we asked people about would you want to be turned a lot of people said yes I don't think they really answered yes in terms of the complete honesty of actually living forever and living off the blood of others but a lot of them for fun people have said yes to that and would you want to be a zombie no one's going to say yes to that do you want any of the other stuff no one's going to say yes to that well part okay dan and his you know dan would probably say yes to becoming a zombie or to having a pet zombie but there's nothing romantic about being a zombie exactly but lots of people would have said you're just doing it wrong (laughs) (laughs) okay well well let's see what people did have to say then shall we As everybody listening should know, we we sent out a questionnaire for, for everyone to fill out. We had lots of responses. I've already listed the main ones. We had a lot of. I actually had a lot of responses from people who felt so challenged by the uh, questionnaire that they didn't fill it in because they just had too much to think about it. And as you've seen, some of the answers were actually really lengthy. You know, people were like listing like hordes of stuff and uh, going into quite detailed answers. So I've had to boil them down. So. Let's start with uh, the best and worst examples of vampires in the media. So, Dan, what are your best and worst examples? Um, I'm still quite a fan of Interview with a Vampire, so I I like um, I like the cruise. Imran, I will I will co-sign that. I um, it's been ages it. since I've I've seen it, but I I always loved his um his embracing of of his destiny Bernice best example you guys gave only one example of best I didn't realise it was just one I've got a list oh no you got a list I had a list as well I've oh okay great. do the list okay so my best examples are uh, Let the Right One In which I've read the novel and seen the is it the Swedish 
film, but not the American version. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Not that bad. Bram Stoker's Dracula, both the book and uh, Francis Ford Coppola's film, of course. I Am Legend, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Interview with the Vampire, and the Sookie Stackhouse novels, which were made into True Blood, which, you know, the first few at least I really enjoyed. Cool. Um, For me, uh, Fright Night from the 80s, I think, is an excellent uh, vampire movie. Uh, True Blood TV series, love it. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, what you know? What can be said? And of course, you know the ones you said, interview the vampire, etc. I think the uh, film, the horror film that had the most impact on me as a child, which actually nobody mentioned at all in our survey, was Salem's Lot, which is vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so there's that. The list we got included, and this came from everyone. I, I, I can't put it down to individuals because a lot of them were repeated. But the list we got from our liberated irregulars were Interview the Vampire, Daybreakers, Fright Night, the original one, not the... Most people who put Fright Night <laughs> actually put down the original one. Yeah, Let the Right One In. Uh, Dracula 2013 TV series. I've not seen this. Yeah, um, it's, it's on at the moment. Blade, True Blood, the TV series. Ultraviolet, the TV series, um, which is quite good. Being Human, the TV yeah. series. There's a U- there, there are two versions of that. There's a UK one and the US one. I love one. Being now, Human. Obviously, I should say at this point, Being Human is a zombie, a werewolf. Sorry, a werewolf, a vampire. And a ghost. And, and a ghost living in a house together. Um, but the, the vampires in it are pretty cool. Uh, the Lost Boys, Near Dark, um, 30 Days of Night, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we said. Rocky Horror Picture Show and Salem's Lot. So the Rocky Horror Picture Show, is that... Does that count as a vampire film? I didn't know there was any biting or blood in it or any kind of action. They talk about Transylvania a lot. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have made that connection. Strange. So, so now we come to the bad, and without a doubt, unquestionably, <laughs> uh, in fact, even though I've got a list of bad vampire movies, there's only one really worth mentioning, and as Murray pointed out, it's bec- uh, he, he, because it's affected pretty much everything else. That's a great point. Um, it's Twilight, which has just affected everything. Now, I have to hang my head in shame and say I've read the book, the original, the first book, Twilight. It took me about a day. Wow, have you? I've actually read it. Lame. <laughs> has anyone, <laughs> has so, anyone, so Bernice, on, has uh, anyone else at the table read the book, Bernice maybe? Didn't, didn't, <laughs> Bernice? What? Sorry? Can we, can we get on with the podcast, please? But I've only we, seen... We, yeah. I've only seen t- the first two films. Oh, no... lame. Denise, <laughs> <laughs> how many have you I seen? Have no, I have no intention of seeing the rest. <laughs> right, in, indeed. Um, but other, other, others listed as bad. And I have to say, the, 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 the most comprehensive list came from Agatha. Um was Dracula 2000, Vampire in Brooklyn, which was mentioned by at least two different people. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Vampire Academy, Mona the Vampire, Queen of the Damned, brackets, oh. utter shite. Oh, <laughs> Aaliyah. She died like, without finishing that film. And they still put the film out? Yeah, they had to wow. finish it with like body doubles or something, like Ooh. the last few shots. Aaliyah, who? Yeah, you know the R&B singer? She died in a plane crash. Oh. So, yeah, Underworld. Did I say Underworld? Aw, come on now. I enjoyed Underworld. The first Underworld. Was it good? 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first Underworld was fairly redeeming, and it had um, I've forgotten her name. Yeah, she's hot though. Wandering around in really, really tight Just leather, skin tight spandex. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Um, so. I just want to mention books, though, because a lot of the regular mentioned good books. Nobody mentioned bad books. I guess if the book's really bad, you don't finish reading it. Um, the Passage by Justin Cronin. Fam- the Family of the Voodaluck. Wait, are these good? These are all good. So The Family of the Voodaluck was a, is a gothic novella by Alexei Konstantinovich Tolstoy, written in 1839, oh. apparently. Um, uh, Sen... Guinarius by Ray Russell, short story. Uh, the Noble Dead Saga by Barb Hendy and J.C. Hendy. And I looked these up before the show. That's like, I don't know, it must be like seven books or something in this series. The Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. Now, I've read The Dresden Files. I've read about 12 or 13 of the books. And they're not about vampires, but there are vampires in those books. And the vampires in The Dresden Files are split up into, into courts. And there's, the, there's red, black, white, and green, or jade. Um, which represent the different types of vampirism. Um, succubus being white, just like demons being black, bloodsuckers red, and Chinese vampires being jade. Really brilliantly handled in the, in the series. They're excellent. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, of course, I Am Legend, and The Vampire Chronicles. So There's Nobody. another one. Um, there's... Is it... I'm forgetting the. Uh, I know uh, Guillermo del Toro. Ah, uh, yes, uh, The Strain. The Strain, which they're actually making into a TV series. And we also have some games entries from TJ and uh, and Murray. Uh, Castlevania, oh. a series of games which has you know it goes back to the mid '80s and has been on pretty much every platform. I think it's finally on PlayStation now, but originally I think it was Super Nintendo and NES. and, and yeah, died on NES, I think. Yeah, and, and N64 and, and then etc. And it was really great, and now it's terrible. And for for our for, for the for the ultra geeks amongst us, if you're into role playing games, there's Vampire the Masquerade, which is a massive role playing game, um, especially popular in men in Europe. Um, so there you have it. There's two films I just wanted to mention because no one no one seems to have watched them. That are Russian called Night Watch and Day Watch. Oh, oh yeah. yes, of course. No one did. No, nobody mentioned those actually. They're really yeah. good. Really awesome films. Who is your favourite on-screen vampire? I'm going to follow on with the uh, the Tom Cruise thing that we discussed from the interview. Um, um, I, it, um, I, again, I was, there are two others that I'll mention. Um, Gary Oldman, because I love that take on on the, the forlorn, um, um, the um, tortured, tortured, tormented, perfectly. Thank you kindly right. uh, on that take. But I also like the absurd take of uh, um, he was only half a vampire, but Wesley Snipes and Blade, just for the, the lunacy and the action fun that it led to. Okay, um, I think there's a good three takes on on, on vampires, and I think they're a good a good bunch. Bernice, I think I when I did the survey, I put down Dala from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've just always thought she was a fantastic character. Uh, but I'd also say Judy Dra- Benz. Yeah, I'd also say Dracula from the Francis Ford Coppola the film. Oldman, yeah. Gary Oldman's Dracula. Dan, well, these guys have pretty much covered all the ones I was thinking. So I'll just go Spike from Buffy the Vampire. He's yeah. awesome. Buffy the Vampire. Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Slayer. It's got a very different job there. <laughs> For me, spin-off. Um, Best vampire of all time has to be the Count from Sesame Street. He's awesome because he can go out in daylight for one. That's <laughs> There's also kind of a weird thing that you think 
I've never seen a kid's show that, that uses a vampire as kind of a cuddly mathematician. True. Sesame Street was pretty unique, though, <laughs> <laughs> compared True. to kids' shows now. Oh, 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 well, I'm going to talk about more about The Count a little, a little bit, because there's more to The Count than meets the eye, turns out. Well, the Liberated Irregulars, um, uh, Giuseppe says Christopher Lee, obviously, uh, Grace Jones uh, and Matt Shrek play excellent vampires. Matt Shrek plays a disease-ridden vampire in Nosferatu. You're shaking your head. Grace Jones. Yeah, Grace Jones. Vamp. Oh, yes, of course. Vamp from the it. 80s. You've never seen Vamp. No. Oh, it's brilliant. Let's see, Tom Cruise. We've got Gary Oldman. Parker Posey. I came from Mervyn. Anyone know who Parker Posey is? Didn't quantify Mervyn. I've heard the name, but... Um, Ryan says that True Blood was very, is very well cast. And he's put down Alexander Skarsgård, who is... Um, Eric Northman. Northman, that's right. And yeah, he's great, actually. Sam Witwer, uh, Christopher Lee, of course, and Danny Huston, who plays uh, Marlowe in 30 Days of Night. Yeah, yeah, that was a really odd casting, though. Mm. It kind of worked, but it was a strange one. Here we get to our favourite question. You're always one step ahead as the Liberated Irregular, right? Backpack. Five items. I have my steak, my trusty steak, um, holy water, crucifix, uh, garlic, and my iPhone. So you don't get lost. You know I can't keep anywhere without Google Maps, Dennis. <laughs> yes, you know right. this well. The, the thing is, as you said earlier, <clears throat> man, there's just, I mean, there's just so many things. I mean, mm-hmm. five is, diff- it's actually difficult to narrow it down because vampires have a lot of vul- vul- vulnerabilities. So my list, holy water, holy symbol, note, not a crucifix. It'll be a holy symbol. Whatever I happen to believe in at that time. Because as we saw in the film Fright Night, it, it's about what you believe. Oh, I'm screwed. There's a there's a, um, the scene in Fright Night where he comes at him with a crucifix and it doesn't work. And he says, yeah, because you don't believe, you don't in, that. believe in it. So, a mirror, garlic, and a UV lamp. I think the UV lamp gun is, a, yeah. is the oh, most important. So cool. Um, you just reminded me with the salt thing that a story I'd never heard about vampires was this idea that they're obsessive compulsive and one of the defences is to throw a handful of like rice or beans on the ground Correct. and they'll be compelled to pick them all up. Correct. Which I think is fantastic which, and quite comedic. Which oh, which one of our Liberator regulars is actually put down as part of his backpack. Uh, right. That's Chris. Um, uh, to, to add to that, one of the ideas is that you could put little needles or stakes inside the rice. So the idea is they're obsessive compulsive. They can't bear to see things spilled. So while they pick up the rice, they'll get pricked with a stake or a needle and then drop the rice and keep picking them up and they get locked into this eternal counting, which is where we get back to the count from Sesame Street. That is where the idea of vampires counting comes from. Ah, <laughs> <Wow>. It all <laughs> makes yeah. sense. Because in being human, um, those that are trying to fight the curse and actually live day by day without the bloodlust have to become obsessive compulsive because they, in order to live a fairly human existence, they have to do the same thing over and over and over again in order to not think about their need for blood. So Giuseppe says garlic for cooking a tasty meal after a hard day's dispatching the restless undead. Uh, Steak, obviously, and steak um, after a half day's work, you've got to eat to keep your strength up and to go with the garlic. So... 
He's just uh, a hungry man. <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy. Um, portable, uh, Jeremy says, portable UV light, silver weapons, sunscreen. Now, silver is an interesting one because actually, again, classic vampires are not bothered by silver, but modern vampires, it's been twisted into including silver. Silver is werewolves, not vampires. Yeah. Um, Although sometimes, for some reason, silver cross burns. Yes. But I is guess that the silver or the cross? Because well, I remember that in Buffy, and but now that I think about it, I don't think they ever said it was the silver. It was the crucifix. Like, it was a silver crucifix. Mm. So, uh, Martin says, Swiss Army knife, a big-ass water pistol with holy water. Um, <laughs> some sort of neck protection and tea bags. Because you're obviously going to need a cup of tea. Right. Yeah. True. I suppose if you made tea with holy, holy water, water, you could offer vampires holy water tea, and that would poison them or kill them, wouldn't it? Not that a vampire is likely to accept an offer of tea anyway. Oh, who wouldn't want a cup of tea? Who wants a cup of tea? Is it British vampires? British vampires. <laughs> oh, go on then. Um, only, only Mervyn has thought to put to pack a Bible with him. Oh my God. But well, I'm not uh, sure what for, what to hit yeah. them with it. Because there's no, you wouldn't show a Bible to a vampire. No, well, a Bible typically has a crucifix on the front. Mm. But do you not recite? Is there not... You know, incantation. The power of Christ compels you. That's, that's possession, isn't it? No, no. That's... But I, I do think in in some in some occasions there are there are certain passages of the Bible that you can quote at them so, to send them back to hell. Ryan's list was quite interesting. Running, uh, sorry, wooden stake, running shoes, garlic aioli. Will you be wearing the running shoes? <laughs> um, Band aids and spinach. And now half of this is so. so he sounds Garlic like he's going to survive, not fight. Yeah. Maybe do a bit of cooking. Some spinach with garlic aioli. <laughs> sounds nice. Yeah. Nate's gone into quite detail, quite a lot of detail here. Uh, garlic, mostly because it tastes great, helps your immune system, but the key reason why I wouldn't join the undead bloodsuckers, plus the taste of mercury. I think that's why vampires can't reproduce too much mercury in their, in their diets, which isn't good for baby making. Wow. Uh, the everything tool as seen in The Men Who Steer at Goats. No, I've not seen that film. Has anyone seen that film? Yeah. That's the one with uh, George Clooney, isn't it? Yeah. God. Retractable sp- spikes that are on rails attached to both arms for use and easy withdrawal from demon spawn. Wow. Yeah. Wolverine-esque. Um, and then he's added, oh, I like this, fancy talking British guy like Dennis for when I feel down about stuff and need a good laugh. Hey. We love you, Nate. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'd be a vampire. (laughs) Would you fit in his backpack? TJ says, prosthetic fangs. If you get caught in a sticky situation, you can always try and blag your way out of it wearing fake fangs. Nice. White face paint, same reasoning as above. Uh, Steak and steak, like Giuseppe. Um, And UV lights. So, hmm, that's quite a... The prosthetic fangs or the plastic ones you get from a joke shop which is more likely what we'd end up with, I think, are a great idea. Or you could inject yourself with a disease because maybe they wouldn't want to drink your blood then. I'm not sure that's a great survival tip. Well, <laughs> Seems a little short-sighted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Non-fatal. <laughs> and, and again, Lofty says a steak and a steak. Everybody's going for the double steak here. Were people so... filling this out right before dinner? <laughs> is it because, like me, they had to sit there and stare at the word steak, S-T-A-K-E, and go, is that, is that right? I don't... It looks weird. Uh, and finally, uh, John says, utility knife for sharpening steaks and making bolts, 
Three foot staff with pointed tip state for defense and for attack. Crossbow, replaceable and with replaceable ammunition. A super soaker filled with holy water and petrol if you can find it. Um, and some form of a relic, but you could just dip it in more holy water to make it a holy relic. He's definitely thought about that mm. quite a lot. I like the idea of the of mixing petrol with the holy water. That's quite cool. Would that unbless the holy water though? I don't think so. If they were blessed together. Yeah. Can I just say you're hardly an expert though? I don't know <laughs> what you're talking water. about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a good one because I don't think a mirror would be much use other than to show them that they're a vampire. Whereas no. if you well, no, 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 so you can tell if people are vampires. Okay. Not, we, we went through this with the machine thing. Show them their humanity. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is wrong with you people? Listeners, Sorry. don't listen to him. They, that was not a survival tip. <laughs> Besides, okay. vampires don't have have reflections, so you can't show them. I mean, I guess you could well, be that, like, see no point. reflection. You're no, a vampire. No, 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 well, like, yeah, what? but this is the point. Well, I would I would take a very talented sketch artist with me uh-huh. because then they could sketch really quickly what that guy looks like or woman and it's show it to idea. them and say. <gasps> Oh my god, this is what you look like. And then they go, Oh my god, I I look like that. That's, that's, awful. A, that's a good idea. It's awful. You are so dead. Yeah. You are so undead. And so is your poor sketch artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the good you that's condemn, the good Who are you taking down with you? You condemned yourself. They're gonna, get, and they're they're gonna, gonna get pissed off. They're gonna get pissed artist. off with the talented <laughs> sketch artist, and while they're eating him, I've legged it. Oh, just throw Brilliant. the artist under the bus. Wow. Well, they probably wouldn't fit it's in Yeah, you just yeah. shout at them, no, no drawing necessary, I can quite clearly see that they're vampires, and then you run <laughs> as he's being eaten. Or maybe <laughs> vampires like Pictionaries, so maybe we can get them all in on that. Great, that's two great reasons. They like Pictionaries, because yeah. it's because they're obsessive-compulsive, yeah. I must get the picture. <laughs> yeah, you could just get them in a never-ending loop. With you could draw really, it with really the stake as well. Would that be because <laughs> you just pretend to never be able to guess what they're drawn? No, I don't know. Ooh, no, uh, oh, don't know. Zombie. Don't know what that is. Try again. Hmm. Now that you are all ready to go, where exactly would you go, Bernice? I said that I would go to a church, but specifically to the like living quarters of the priest or whoever it is who runs churches, um, because then I'm in like a private abode as well, which means according to vampire law, they have to be invited in to come in, presuming that, you know. So vicarage. Yeah, that sounds good. Is that where priests live? Uh, some, uh, with some well, priests, some depends. Priests. Okay, that's depends fine. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I think it's kind of like a double layer of protection because you're on consecrated ground and you're in a private residence. Imran? I would go home. Because, first rule number one, as you've already said, Bernice, they have to be invited in. I think I'm set. Also, I went through a list that across vampire folklore, there is a whole bunch of stuff you can do to protect your home. Mm-hmm. Mustard seeds on your roof apparently is a repellent mirrors on your doors are a repellent it's not just well, uh, the reflection they can't see themselves no but apparently mirrors themselves are repellents right, okay. to vampires according to certain uh, vampire folklore mm-hmm. um, what else you uh, you have all okay consecrated ground mm-hmm. anything can be consecrated any water can be holy it isn't just <laughs> it there it's holy a priest can you know consecrate an entire town you can consecrate an entire apartment block. I'm going home. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. They, you know, I imagine until I get the priest Do you around, have any other tips for, for defending, for fortifying your home? Yeah, don't invite him in. 
<laughs> that, I'm going to revert to that one because okay. it, it, that isn't across all vampire folklore from what I read but apparently once you invite them in they can they're free they, they to come and go, and go. As, ma- as much as they want so if you, you know if you're it's like 9 o'clock at night someone's banging on your door they let them in have a curfew have a town curfew I don't know I've envisaged everything in a very very small town <laughs> with a town hall not London yes exactly but okay. just they just go home you know when the sun comes up, you're, you can go outside. So yeah. we're all get your errands, during the tube run your Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Dan, um, a greenhouse where there's only garlic growing in. <laughs> okay. And it's that's, been... that's double because it's greenhouse, so it's going to be extra bright in there. Exactly, and it's, mm-hmm. and the the the, uh, the garlic's only been watered with holy water as well. Right. For me, I would go to find the nearest sunbed center. <laughs> Surround myself with UV UV. Uh, the next time get a good suntan and, and cancer, skin cancer at the same time. <laughs> when? <laughs> Yay. So, um, the liberated re- regulars. Giuseppe says he'd go to the Vat- Vatican City. Classic vampires cannot set foot on holy ground and that place is teeming with holy sites. Amsterdam is another good location because they can't cross streams or running water and afterwards there'd be plenty of opportunity for some shore leave and R&R. <laughs> okay. Um, Jeremy, I'm assuming for the same reason, says Las Vegas. <laughs> that's, not, that's the worst. I, I think that would be the worst place to go as well. That's actually um, the answer of my question of where would you go if you were a vampire? It yeah. would be Vegas, the city that never sleeps. At least his reasoning Perfect. is that he's not going to try and live through the vim- rise of the right. vampires and he just wants to Come like blend in and enjoy just it. go out in a blaze of glory. Agra says your local Catholic church has been very specific here. Uh, preferably one with an organ for 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 morality boosting sing sing along with your fellow humans nice. that are still alive. Aww. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh, preferably a Catholic church near a hospital. <laughs> Just to cover your cover your bets. Um, Alaska says Nate. Names. Plenty of Did fish. You not see 30 days of mm, exactly. <laughs> never ending sun, but it's not never ending it's sun, is not. it? It's half the year of sun and then half the year of dark. Um, safest place in the world, only for six months, mate. Sorry. Interestingly, Lofty said Berkhamsted. That's where the party's at. Now, this might coincide <laughs> with the fact that he's just, just moved, moved to Berkhamsted. So, fair is enough. Is it him inviting us to a party? I think so. Yay, we accept. Yes. Um, well, well, is this an open invitation? Because he's probably invited vampires now as well. Oh. <laughs> we decline. The vampires know exactly where to go. Exactly. Chris like, says anywhere, yeah. as long as you don't invite the vampires in. Yeah. Um, uh, Rob says uh, Bora Bora. I'm assuming you mean Bora Bora Club on the beach in Ibiza? And uh, Scotland, says John. Hold up in lonely hills away from vampires. Hunt in Edinburgh. It's probably where a lot of werewolves would be as well. You're really, really fixed on the werewolves. Should we move I don't on to know the werewolves? What makes you think that well, they're not going to kill you. Exactly. So, okay. I have friends who. If you were offered protection from another supernatural group, witches or werewolves or another, what would you choose? Dan, clearly we know the answer. Witches. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, definitely werewolves. Werewolves. Okay, Imran? Witches. Elves. Uh, for me, theories, as in the Fae. F A. E-R-I-E-S which is a bit dodgy because they're like evil do you know what I mean but they're powerful they can, they've can. they actually got the ability to really defend themselves I think so why why werewolves for you Dan? 
Well, for some reason, it, they're always depicted as the arch enemy of of vampires. They don't seem to be able to coexist in any kind of uh, film, series, or book. Indeed. I don't particularly know why that is. Indeed, that- the very first memory of really watching vampires I have was Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein in which the Dracula has a fight with the wolfman it's like constantly going on in the background isn't it apart from that is the werewolves and vampire thing is that a particularly long-standing feud or is that something a feud or is that like a recent pairing well in in some vampire lore or history uh, um, vampires can change into wolves so yeah. it doesn't quite, you know, yeah, there's a lot of muddling. Yeah, vampires are quite traditionally, well, shapeshifters. Yes. Not just a bat, but... I suspect it's a modern thing. I don't mm. know that, though, but I suspect it's something it that... It kind of makes sense if you think of the lo- from a logical point of view. If you, if you think that a werewolf changes, it's almost like it's the same mythology looked from a different angle, that, you know, a, a werewolf bites a human, the human becomes a werewolf, and that's how they recruit... Same for vampires. It's almost like they're going after the same thing and there's kind of an immediate competition there. Um, Giuseppe says witches if they were a sexy type, otherwise werewolves. <laughs> Jeremy goes with the elves. Um, yeah, why? Jeremy, Come on. team elves. I, I need to get a justification on the elf though. Why? I just think that elves are the safer bit. Similar to Dennis, sort of fairies, elves, the fae, they're quite powerful mm-hmm. and I think slight based on folklore and mythology slightly less likely to kill you um of course you probably would have to put up with being condescended to and looked down upon but whereas werewolves i just think that they (laughs) 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 um werewolves i I think would just kill you nate wants to know if the guardians of the galaxy count no we did say supernatural group Running is for sissies. You've dealt with the zombies, aliens and robots. Bloodsuckers can't be so tough. Would you be a hunter or hunted? Fight, flight or hunt? Bernice? Uh, I think I chose fight out of those options, which equated to I'm not going to go hunting vampires, but I will fight if necessary. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Mm. That's what you wrote. Imran? Well... I'm I, I very much the same. I'm not going to go looking because I think I can get by in my day-to-day life. I'm going to go home with my mustard seeds at the end of the day. Mm. During the day, I can continue <laughs> with my errands <laughs> outside. So I think I'm okay. And if I'm, you know, am attacked by a vampire, then, well, you know, I have my backpack. And your mustard seeds. And my mustard seeds. Take that in your eyes. <laughs> so I'm not sure what category that really comes into. That's kind of... It's not quite run away. Survive. It's just, it's you're really just going to carry on about your carry business. On. Yes. Okay, Dan? Hunt. You're going to be a vampire hunter. Yeah. Because I think the idea is that they they sleep during the day. I love day. it. What? <laughs> or, they, or they go, you know, it depends on what, what old school mythology. They they get in their coffins and they they stay there in a state of unanimation. Is that such a word? So if you can actually find where they are, where they're dwelling, you can kill them pretty easily. How the mighty day. brave of you! <laughs> well, go after them. With vampire mythology, though, isn't it? It varies so wildly because, I mean, in um, the Suki Stackhouse novels, I haven't seen much of True Blood. The vampires—they're basically dead during the day. Like, you can barely get them to do anything. 
Um, but then in other in other vampire mythology, it's more like sleeping, like you, that you could wake them up, or yeah. they're weaker. They don't mm. know if they're made. I think in um, is it in Bram Stoker's Dracula, it's like he's weaker and he doesn't have magic, but he's not asleep or unconscious. He has a he can defend himself to a degree. Yeah, they, they, I think they become more human, and it's kind of the night and the moon and all sorts of other stuff that gives them their power. Mm. Dennis, me? Oh, do you really have to ask? Do you really have to ask what my choice would be? I'd, I'd, pick collab- a I'd be a such a collaborator for sure, for sure. That's you uh, wandering around with your neck exposed. Oh yeah, you. take me, take me now, you know. So, and I'm not the only one. Although the most popular answer from the liberated regulars was um, to be vampire hunters. Um, it would either be vampire hunters or join. Not many people would fight or run. They would either, you know, hunt. Or, or, or join. Van Helsing is pretty cool. Giuseppe says it's the toughest choice of all, the decision to go deep under cover, pretend to be a collaborator, but secretly checking defences and weak points, logistics of the vampire, and passing on to contacts in the resistance. Nate says if you can't beat them, join them, up until they want to bite you, and then you stick them in the neck with your spike coming out of your arm. <laughs> join them, what's so bad about being a vampire, eh? Les says very firmly, join them. Join them. But so, then, in those options, when we say join them, we mean as like a human servant, right? No. Not for me, I mean as so a... To become a vampire. Yeah, I'll become, become a vampire, vampire. Yeah, definitely. And just hope they don't eat you. Yes, there is that. As part of the vampire resistance, you've been placed in charge of the ambush team. What is your best vampire trap or ambush? Imran, people are counting on this. No pressure, bro. Yeah. Um, I actually did I forgot to bring it but I had quite a lot of diagrams diagrams blueprints pages about how I would basically sacrifice Daniel J. Collicott for the cause <laughs> <laughs> didn't see that coming did you <laughs> is this involved in writing down into the house this is yes come in and then am I the talented yeah. sketch artist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do you're not a bad sketch artist actually um, Denise is better sacrifice her I'm just shifty looking over across the table now, actually. I couldn't hmm. to save myself. Denise? <laughs> yeah. Do you have an ambush? Yeah, I would lure them into a building and then pump holy water through the fire suppression system. And watch them melt. Yeah. Wow. How would you lure them into it? Daniel J. Daniel J. Conica. <laughs> Dan or, you know, anyone really. Imran. Oh, I, I would never do that. <laughs> My similar, I'd have a, a, a nightclub full of UV light, but disguise it as a blood bank. Oh, and they'd come in, you know, free blood, come in, come in, come in, on go the lights. We could combine efforts. We could, yeah, Yeah. definitely. I think kind of of goes back to what I was saying before, but I would be, it would be a sacrifice, but I would literally poison my blood and then kind of get myself into some blood orgy where they all feast (laughs) on me and die. What would happen if you only drank holy water ever? I think it, I th- there's probably something, some, first of all, you would probably be quite undernourished. <laughs> no, I don't mean like that's all you drank. I mean, all you took in. I just mean but instead of drinking only, regular only water, water guess, that was the only water that you drank. You just drank litres of it would every you day. Un, do you unholy it in some way? Do you de-sacrosanct it or whatever? I don't know what the word <laughs> yeah. is. Because yeah, you could just kind of wee on them, couldn't you? Maybe. Yeah, or I was thinking more that you nice. might be like sweating it so they wouldn't mm-hmm. want to like... But if there was a, if there was a vampire apocalypse and I don't know eighty percent of the world was vampires, 
you could add, but the twenty percent, and you had to market a, a kind of a commercial item, then mass marketed holy water would be pretty awesome. You'd mm. make a fortune. You'd own that. Place. I think that would be a restricted substance, wouldn't it? Really. Would it? I don't think the vampires. So eighty percent of the world are vampires. Yeah, I'm sorry. The ratio was there. Say, say, okay, forty percent. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we've got quite some ingenious traps here. Um, Giuseppe says a little old lady with bent back carrying a huge bundle of sticks. What vampire or Nazi could ever resist that? Oh, <laughs> Nazi. <laughs> On the plus side, if it goes pear shaped, you can easily outrun the little old lady. Wait, I don't understand how that kills the vampires. So, so that draws them in, yeah. and then you pounce. That's the ambush. Oh. Uh, um, I thought maybe what, she what was going to like get them with the sticks or something. Jeremy says, a crying baby in a room full of UV lights. Mm. So that's like a nightclub idea, I guess. Okay. Um, Tasty snack. Uh, Martin was far more practical. Lure them into a tunnel and blow up the tunnel. Oh, yeah. That's quite straightforward. But how do you lure them? Well, that's, that's it. How yeah. do you lure them? Well, with the little old lady carrying sticks. Carrying a baby. There we go. <laughs> carrying a crying baby. And, and a crying baby at one end of the tunnel. Blood bank sign at the front. Yeah, okay. I know, you, you could get them into a midnight showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show and then burn the theatre down. Also an option. Here, here's a little tip for everyone. You shouldn't be on Agatha's team. Her plan involves it. I would choose the most infuriating and annoying person on the team, slash them across the chest lightly, so the scent of blood attracts the vampires. Hang on, is this me again? Probably <laughs> <laughs> you, Dan. When the vampires arrive and are about to attack, we, we turn on the UV lights, and that's around the area of 360 degrees. She's added bonus points here. So you get bonus points for use of super soakers, buckets of holy water, give them a good splash. So she's kind of turned it into a game show. <laughs> Some poor bastard in the middle of it with like a slashed chest. Can I just say tomorrow we better get to B and Q fast because they're going to be selling out of UV lights. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mervyn's gone for the sunlight trap, although his is just in a heavily curtained room which reveals daylight. You'd think vampires would be aware of that sort of thing. And I'm pretty sure that Dracula in Bram Stoker's Dracula could sense when the sun was... So I would use the old woman with sticks and the crying baby to lure them onto the set of the Michael Jackson Billy Jean video. Because then as soon as they go on the, the floors that light up, ah, 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 Watch them dance. So Nate, I'm not actually gonna explain Nate's trap, other than it involves a naked girl and he says everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna leave there. Les, it's far more straightforward again, he's just gonna walk straight into their, into their den, into their base. And take them out. No ambush. What a man. Yeah. What a guy. That's right. Thanks, Boom. Les. Yep. Um, probably what they TJ would expect. use someone he doesn't really like as the bait. Again, is this me? <laughs> Possibly. Lofty would be waiting for them in a swimming pool full of holy water. Wow. On like a, a lilo or with the little butterfly wings. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, his, in his budgie smugglers. Uh, can I just say, I have a picture of that. Well, Lofty and his budgie smugglers. Yes. Oh, dear. Oh. Okay, so we've got another lap. Right, so step one. This comes from Murray. Step one. An upside-down cardboard box held up by a stick. Attached to the stick is a length of string. I am at the other <laughs> end of the string. Step two. Under the box is a, fancy, is a fancy glass of blood. Three. When the vampire goes for the glass, I pull on the string. It's very clever. 
under a box. Very good, mate. Very, very <laughs> good. Fa- I love a fancy glass of blood that's been <laughs> taken from the royalty. It's like, a, like a champagne flute full or something. Now, by far the best one, and we've mentioned this already, comes from Chris. Throw a bunch of rice or seeds on the ground, and when it stops to count them, stab it with a wooden stake or something silver, or basically anything that would kill a human. In the novel, Dracula was killed by being stabbed with knives. So there we have the you know, the, the, the rice on the floor. Note, his name is Chris Seed. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Rob says, stakes in a pneumatic gun hidden amongst the trees. Tripwire set, sets off 99 of them to, to crisscross through the forest. Unfortunately, three of my party get caught in the crossfire and get ripped apart. Sorry, my bad. Whoa. Whoa. Details. <laughs> you know, dude, if you plan that in, it's not an accident. No, that's right. John is going to dress like a geek or virgin and be the killer hipster to lure them in. Now, now, I find that <laughs> to dress like a geek slash virgin. So I'm not sure if that actually means virgin geek. Wow. Or, or just geek either virgin or. or either or. I think there's probably a lot of geek do, virgins do, so out there in fairness. Do you think that vampires are more attracted to geeks? Did you not know that? I, I didn't know Yeah, that. that's a fundamental part of vampire <clears throat> lore. Yeah. We're, we're all missing out here. Mm. So that didn't work out too well, did it? It looks like your goose is cooked and your time has come. Do you embrace the evolution of humanity um, and allow yourself to be turned or take your own life and die with dignity as a human? Imran. My take on vampireness is it's not a good thing. You are, you are damned into eternal damnation. I don't, I don't deem it to be a good thing, so I, I would opt for the, the, the dignity of death. Wow, there's a lot of D's in that. Dennis. Yeah. Dan. I said that it depended on the kind of vampire because, like Imran says, if it's the t- kind where... I mean, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, when you become a vampire, your body is inhabited by a demon and you're not even the same person anymore. So, no, I wouldn't choose that. But if it's sort of the interview with the vampire slash true blood kind where you're the same person... Maybe a little tormented, but you know, <laughs> extreme. You're kind of frozen in time. You're aren't very you? hot, yeah. and um, you stay that forever. age forever. Yeah, yeah, then then I could be tempted. Yeah, but it does depend. Hmm. Well, I'm already researching recipes which don't involve garlic. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. So no, mu- so no mustard, no rice, right. and no garlic. Oh, right. damn. Yeah, Actually, I'm not no, sure. I think no, I might no. kill myself with dignity. <laughs> no, I've thought about that. Oh dear, no, no Indian food for me. Now, my, most of the uh, liberated regulars, I'm kind of pleased to say, have said they would die with dignity. Wait, what did um, Dan say? Did you answer? I said now, and now I was going to say something different, but once I thought about the garlic and the rice and the various other ingredients, I think. Giuseppe summarises this best by saying, dying never involves dignity. I'd like to dispute that comment. Oh, <gasps> okay. Uh-oh. All right. <clears throat> I'm reciting a quote from uh, Naked Gun, 1988, Lieutenant Frank Drebin. A parachute not opening, that's a way to die. Getting caught in the gears of a combine, having your nuts bit off by a Laplander, that's how I want to go. That's dignity in death. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say there is, ow. <laughs> Lieutenant Frank Drebin. Okay. <laughs> See, now, Martin has a very good point. He would turn, but only if he could be a cool vampire. And wear a long leather jacket. 
Do you know the interesting thing? This whole survey is it's, it's very subjective, isn't it? In mm. terms of what vampires you're considering <clears throat> and what kind of um, life you think you'd have. But what I would to... say and is, if you if you turn, you can always kill yourself, so you still can die. Well, no, but you no, wouldn't. There's would still you? no salvation. You can always kill yourself. Well, you throw you? yourself onto stakes. Well, yeah, you used to go to sunlight, sunlight, which is a classic. Just walk out. Walk oh. outside or stick a stake through your heart. It's but it depends well, how on would your... you know before that that you would want to turn once you turned? <laughs> what? Well, like D's in there. <laughs> once, once you turned, how would you know that you'd want to turn back? That you'd want to kill yourself? You might then like being a vampire and kill everybody you know. Well, but that's his point. If you don't like it, you can then just, you just end yourself. But you might not have the choice. Well, again, it depends on the type of vampire you become and what kind of mythology... But my, my, I mean, it's, it's tricky to answer these questions when there's so such a massive range within the vampire mythos. True, true. Um, Ag- Agatha says she would choose to become a vampire and try to secretly cooperate with humans and to find a cure, but only after 30 years of partying and doing cool vampire stuff. When she says cooperate, she means just eat them, right? Probably. And I think cool I'm vampire helping. stuff involves eating them as well. <laughs> See, in the new Dust of Dawn series... Uh, I've never heard of this before. You guys might, but if the vamp- when the vampire bites someone, they can then they're, they're obviously a shapeshifter, but they can then if they've bitten someone, take their form. Ooh. Now that's pretty cool. And if if that was the case, I, I would definitely go vampire. Even though it comes with eternal damnation, ah, yeah. there is no saving yourself. There is no afterlife. Ooh. There is nowhere to go afterwards. Heaven won't have you. Hell won't have you. That's well, it. Well, that's never really bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's presuming that you're you are working off the um, sort of vampire mythos based in Christian yes Christian exactly exactly system. so again that's not really an issue. Um, TJ another valid point he says he'd embrace it but not if he was like eighty when it happened because being mm. a wrinkly eighty year old is definitely not sexy for eternity. I'd now, like to second that. Yeah, it's it's you know it's all very well if sense. you're yeah. nineteen forever. Uh, Murray, I can contest the actual question and says, "What do you mean the plan didn't work out? It was flawless. It was but actually quite shit. good. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> the box, the box, and the fancy glass of yeah, wine. Yeah, fair play, fair play. Yeah, sorry. So you, you don't count your Murray. That was for us. everyone else, not for you, sir. Yes, exactly. See, uh, Chris points out that this being a vampire sounds cool, but there is way too much small print. Um, there are too many ways to kill a vampire, which we discussed already. Uh, being made vulnerable to sunlight, hawthorn, wolfsbane, garlic, holy water, running water, religious symbols and silver is pretty bad. But also pretty much anything that would kill a human would also kill a vampire. Burning, decapitation, stabbing um, would all do the job. But then in fairness, you could say the same of humans. Like, Think of all the diseases that humans are prey to that vampires aren't. And normally, I would contest this, most vampires can only be killed... Um... Decapitation, stake through the heart burning... Always. Those three, I said they always die in the movies. But again, sunlight. And and maybe that's his point, but that's true of humans as well. So if you're going to, like, you could. Very good point. You know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, I I shouldn't survive after my head was chopped off. But he's right in that there is a lot of small print, more than you first imagine. You know, sleeping in a coffin full of earth or, (laughs) you know. And as Imran points out, that's without even taking into account the damnation of your eternal soul. As an unwilling vampire who sees the condition as a curse, would you turn a loved one 
if they wanted to be immortal despite the downsides or um, if they had to be saved as they were dying. Dan? I would say no. You wouldn't turn them? I think them. I would let them die. Imran? Yeah, eternal damnation. So I'm going to go with uh, you, got, you take the nice way out. And okay. It's the yeah. same answer for me as to the previous question. It all depends on what kind of vampire we're talking about. See, for me, it would totally depend on whether I like that person or not. Did I Do I want to spend eternity with them? It does say loved one. <laughs> yeah, I know, but even with my loved ones who are loved ones, I would not want to spend eternity with. They're loved one now, partly because I know I'm going to be rid of them at some point, yeah. right? Wait. But they're not loved ones. <laughs> but me, right? But, but me, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, you, I'd love to stay. I'd stay with you forever. Yeah, yeah I thought sure, so. Not you. Um, but it also depends on how long you've been a vampire for, I think. Because if you've been a vampire for hundreds of years already, then you know every part of that curse. Whereas it's just like a week or a few days, you're like, yeah, I'm immortal. It's awesome. It's great. True. Yeah, that's true. You know, as a vampire, it might only be with the perspective of time that you come to see that it's not so great. And mm. actually, a lot of of the more recent vampire mythology, which doesn't include some of the, the more tormented elements, do underscore that, which is that, yeah, it is great until you've been around for 600 years and you've done everything and seen everything and you're just bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, Giuseppe says everything is for sale. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Agatha would turn all the loved ones who are above the age of 16. Yeah, you don't want the interview with the vampire scenario, do you? No. No. Or let the right one in. Mm. Nate says, of course you would turn your friends and family. I don't get the whole curse thing when you could potentially be hanging with them and then suddenly get a craving and you end up killing them by accident. Isn't that the worst of two evils? So I think Nate's point is that if you don't turn them... You've got to be alone. Yeah, well, plus you might kill them. In a blood rage. Yeah, in a blood rage. Which yeah. is, so it's a, it's a no-win situation, right? Well, I don't know. Thinking about my family, it'd be a win-win. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. What if the choice were the other way round? Would you kill a member of your family, loved one, if they were a vampire? Or would you accept their offer to turn? Uh, you know, I'm sorry, but it just it would just depend. I, I guess if it was the glamorous vampire type, then I would accept that offer. Why not? And depending how old you were as well. Yeah, you know. Um... Well, obviously, obviously now. See, you, I you think it's in... you forever. I know, right? Yeah. I think it's interesting that so much of this comes down to the type of vampire because I think mm. if we'd been doing this 15 years ago, there would only have been one type of vampire. The issue. No. There wouldn't be an issue with what type of vampire it would be. It would be vampires are evil. They are. You know, big back. collars gliding along the I floor. Think it's all, yeah, it's, there, is, there is that that sexiness to vampires, that coolness, that the tortured soul for a vampire now doesn't really extend further than James Dean tortured soul as opposed to Eternal Damnation, which I think I've mentioned once or twice. You may. But, um, but it's almost like it's kind of cool to be a vampire. Now, I, yeah, that's not been my... I just, I just think there's a certain glamour and beauty to it now there where there really wasn't previously. They were monsters... End of. Mm. That's, that's, that's how I've addressed. Giuseppe says that according to traditional sources such as Bram Stoker, it's just a reanimated cadaver. <laughs> Your loved one has gone, so kill. But if it's a modern vampire, then it is the same person. Mm. That's, yeah. Yes. And that's but, basically the answer that nearly everybody's given. 
it's kind of an unavoidable point now, which is that there's just this huge range within vampire fiction. Yeah. Martin says that it would totally depend on whether he had to revenge, take revenge on other friends of his being killed and members of his family being killed. That would right. affect his choice. Yeah, makes, that's true, makes actually. A lot of sense. But the other thing I don't get about vampires is they've got no soul, is that correct? I think that's sort of, it's more often than not the case. Yeah, I mean, that's a religious Eternal thing, right? Damnation. Mm. <laughs> TJ says it depends on which member of his family it was, because there's probably a few he'd kill whether they were a vampire or not. Yeah, I'm with him on that one. High five, TJ. Yep. John's answer is the most heart-wrenching. He says with a human soul, he'd have to kill them and then cry about it a lot. Aww. Mm -hmm. A lot of the liberated regulars have said that they would accept the offer and then murder them. What, after or during? Yeah. Which? Either or. Oh, I see. Wait until they come to bite and then kill or become a vampire and then kill them. But I think that's never the, never the option. It's always consistent throughout all kind of stories, mythology, that as soon as you're a vampire, even though you're essentially the same person, you are a very, very different being. Well, it also, takes over. Um, lots of vampire stories have the element where your, your sire has a certain degree of Control oh, and influence over you. Good point. Yeah. So all the people who answered that fail. Now that you're comfortable in your blood-sucking skin, where would you shack up? Where is the best place to live forever, Bernice? Well, at first I said underground. I was kind of envisioning like the Ninja Turtles lair. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, it's brilliant. That's an excellent answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a radical answer. Thank you. <laughs> Come on, bunga. Yeah, all right. Uh, and then I thought... <laughs> Will you have garlic on your pizza? <laughs> Probably not. The other alternative... I'd eat the pizza boy. Um, the other alternative would be if it's these modern new fandangled vampires, I'd just have some incredibly fancy like penthouse apartment in the central city. Right. Dan? Is it Burke Hampstead where Lofty? Yeah. Yeah, go there. Because <laughs> that's where the party's at. That's, that's what I've heard. And you've been invited as well. Yeah. Right. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Yeah, the city that never sleeps. You don't need to be invited in anyway. So you I'd just like to cross-reference Jeremy, bad choice of hiding place. <laughs> so here comes Imran. <laughs> need yep. a picture of Jeremy first. I'd, I'd, go, I'd go with um, Windsor Castle or somewhere like that. Grandiose, easy to you know defend... Plots place to hide from sunlight. You can climb the outside walls. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like that. Yeah, you know when Bram Stoker's Dracula and he looks out the window and he's like scaling the wall. True, true. It's a symbolic. It's the symbolic seat of power. You know, for this country. So that's where I would go. That would be my palace. That's a really good one. London Dungeon, because you could just blend in with all the other oh, actors and just yeah. eat or tourists. Or just be a part of a travelling. Madam Madam like, Swords. Oh, Madam Swords. <laughs> but no, you'd have to remain still. Whereas at least you'd, if you know, if you're at London Dungeon, you could pretend to be one of the actors or one of the props. So a lot of people have chosen the abandoned castle. Um, John would go for Edinburgh, full of old buildings, nooks and crannies, and a regular supply of tourists. So much like you're thinking there with the, uh, the London Dungeon, yeah. um, big cities. Lots of places to, to, to feast on. Yeah, you want to stay away from small towns, don't you, where people are going to... Yeah. Burn, burning, baying mobs. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be burning. I mean... Pitchforks burning. and burning brains. Oh, See, yes. now, Agatha's pointed out 
the opposite of what everyone else, a lot of other people were saying. She would de- she would deliberately choose places like Alaska, Canada, Denmark, Greenland, Norway, Sweden because of the one to five months of winter darkness. Mm. Do you know what's sad? Sorry, you've just reminded me of something that has always bothered me about vampires in the modern world, which is you'd have to be like rich and connected to be able to go anywhere in this world of you know airport security and, and borders because you'd have to have passports and things. It's not like the good old days where you just get your horse and carriage and you know you take off. And in fact, yeah, no, there's they, no they, they scan your eye. <laughs> so it'd be like they'd be scanning, you'd be stood there forever going, mm, no, no, no reflection. Mm, and also, no you'd, reflection. you'd pose for your passport photo and it would be an empty curtain, wouldn't it? <laughs> Do vampires come out on security cameras? I just think international travel could be tricky. <laughs> okay. Well, did you got the in flight meals? Wait, yeah, wait, wait. They can't cross running water. I mean, that'd be hard. If you, if you had the talented sketch artist with you again, oh, you could just literally rip a page of your likeness and just hold it up at the last minute when they take the picture. <laughs> Sorted. And it'd, be, it'd have to be very good, very <laughs> lifelike drawing. And also, sorry to that was that was great. But what you said about in-flight meals, you've got a whole plane. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the whole plane is your in-flight yeah, meal. You're in a can of snacks. Exactly. <laughs> or if you're flying in the daytime, you're have having like, your, night, your luggage that's flight. being checked in. By the check it by the artist, right? So you're you're being checked in. You're True. on the plane. Either True. way, it's, it's okay, right? You just need to get onto the plane for your meal. Because right. you don't a lot of a lot of vampires they don't need air, they don't need oxygen. So you could literally mm. go in as luggage. That's true. Yeah. Which aspects of being a vampire do you think you'd enjoy the most, Imran? To contradict everything I've said... That is it the internal damnation? No, well, that's the thing. If I am a vampire, yeah. you're right. I, it, it, casting that aside, the kind of giving yourself to sin and debauchery with no... I'm not saying no ramifications. Well, there are no ramifications because you're having internal damnation so that, you know, there, is no, there are no consequences to... You're truly to confused, your, aren't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> conflicted. Yeah. No, no, but the question is, if you are, what, what, what would you... What's, yeah. the, what's the plus point? And the plus point is, well, you know, you, we abide by morals and, and that are often rooted in beliefs, etc. But to have none of that, to be brick-free, you are... My God, you've lost me. Well, why do you, you not understand that at all? Was that not free? clear? Sorry, I, I, the, the analogy bricks? of the bag of bricks being can guilt. I, can I just... <laughs> can I, can putting I, the bag of bricks down. Can, can I just say that in contrast, Jeremy's written, uh, never having to cut my hair. That's that's good too. Everyone's getting all like existential on us. Yeah, a little, a little, uh, yeah. Uh, and night vision. Uh, Bernice? Uh, immortality and eternal youth. Dan? The amazing sex life. And you can have sex with whoever you want, whenever you want, and it's all good. Seriously, did no one understand anything that I was saying? Was it not relevant so to my, anything? No, my, 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 <laughs> what I would enjoy, I would enjoy glamour. Right, you know, the power of glamour. Mm-hmm. I'd enjoy being able to glide everywhere, never, you know, just sweeping along. To be able to just rise out of bed in one smooth <laughs> movement without that. Like, and best of all, is thunder and lightning every time I counted. Okay, ask me again. No, I Just go in there, man. What? what uh, what aspect of being a vampire do you think you need to remember? Eternal youth, glamour, and never having to cut my hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the idea of, of being young forever is very attractive. 
Um, strength and speed would be awesome, says Rob. Plus being able to play with people's minds would be fun. Being able to fly would be right up there as well. Uh, polymorphing, says Chris Seed, so the shape-changing abilities. Uh, the immortality bit, says Murray. Um, being able to turn into a bat, says another one. Living forever, the cool threads that they always seem to wear. That was TJ. Um... Do vampires have to poop, asks me. I would say that if I no longer needed to poop, then I would sign up for the bandwagon. I don't mind peeing, but but pooping I could do without. I think I would enjoy not sleeping. I stay up late as it is, and I would so much more I would be so much more productive, I think. Lots more free time, even if I wanted to work a regular job. Then when I got bored, I would just bury myself for a century and be all good to go in the future. Just think about it. No longer waiting for tech to develop into something useful. You just sleep, and when you wake up, you're fresh. You've got the latest tech, and you're ready to go. Okay, ask me again. Ask me my way. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't eat anything other than blood, do they? I guess not, no. Um Mervyn says there is no aspect that he would enjoy if he couldn't enjoy daylight. Mm. Um, speed and strength again. Uh, being able to learn so many things about the time constraints as Agatha. And um, Giuseppe says uh, getting some uninterrupted sleep. I think it's more <laughs> a comment on the life of a man in the house with three children than, <laughs> <laughs> than anything else. I guess in the vampire's defence, every time you go to sleep, you don't know what vampire hunter's going to kick open your coffin and put a stake in But that's the same as true as a human. Every time I that's go to sleep, point. I don't know if I'm ever going to wake up again. Oh, wow. That's a good point. Which aspects of being a vampire would be the worst? Loneliness and isolation, uh, boredom, paranoia about being discovered, and having to kill people to live. Wow. Or to survive, rather. Pretty much sums it up as well, doesn't it? There's another... I won't say well, it. Wasn't there something about... You had another point you something mentioned about, earlier. Um, damnation. Eternal damnation. There is that, that, that. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. I think you should mention it. Do you reckon I should yeah. chuck it in there? I'm going to go with everything Benisa plus eternal damnation. Dan? Um, the fact that if you got really bad hiccups or even a bad cough, you might turn into a bat when you didn't want to. <laughs> that's how it happens in the cartoons. Yeah, for me, I think it'd be the, the, the not being able to see myself in the mirror, and probably the OCD <laughs> counting thing might be a little bit annoying as well. Like, you, oh damn it, somebody spilled rice. But you've somebody, got that already. Oh, I know. Yeah, right, I'm like, what must pick it all up? You know, that would probably get to me. Um, I spilled peppercorns in the kitchen the other day. It was the end of dinner. Yeah. It was. Uh, Giuseppe says, bad breath. It's mentioned in all the classic literature, right back to Stoker, including stinking of the grave and uh, running sores. So that'll be quite bad. Ooh, um, yeah, that's not romantic uh, at all. Jeremy says he couldn't be able to drink and appreciate red wine, and he does like a good steak, no pun intended. Uh, Martin would miss summertime and sitting outside having a beer. Um, Agatha says, uh, lack of vitamin C and D, never seeing a sunrise or a sunset. No more hanging out on beaches and tanning. Um, eternal life makes time meaningless. Imagine the boredom. Which is a very common answer. Um, Mervyn says, quite bluntly, being in shit like Twilight. <laughs> um, Ryan says, basically having to live to see climate change for 2,000 years. It's probably going to suck. And all um, the people you know die. 
This is true. Constant hunger, not seeing the sun, says Les. Uh, No more sunlight again. Uh, How the hell would TJ trim and shape his beard? Good point. You'd have minions. You would need a particularly talented artist to actually (laughs) draw you each stage, animate you each stage of the way. Mm. Lofty's a bit worried about the bad breath thing as well. Halitosis breath. But here's his first. No, I mean, it's fine. (laughs) I'm kidding, Lofty. Murray says Murray says that his problem would be always having to explain himself to people no I can't eat that that's right only blood no I can't do lunch that's right only at night no I can't stay there that's, <laughs> that's right only in a coffin that's a brilliant <laughs> answer that's yeah. so good yeah oh, I need to hang upside down I'm sorry yeah. and that for like the rest of eternity imagine when you go on holiday to a hotel it's no no quiet. windows no I'm serious no windows <laughs> Well, just a, a windowless room. Well, I don't know. Do you have a cleaning closet? <laughs> Again, Chris is worried about the OCD. The counting compulsions would be very tiresome. There's the sunlight, the running water, all that common stuff. Never be able to take a shower. Can you um, not? Well, no, running water. Really? You take a bath, I suppose, yeah, bath <laughs> maybe. As long as it wasn't from holy water, you'd be worried every time you saw... Maybe you just know. dip your toe in first. All right, if you had been turned and you had a cure to become human again, would you take it, Imran? No. Because you'd have to make up for everything that you've done and there wouldn't be a remedy to it, would there? That's very being human. You're so deep. I was, I just, I've connected with this podcast in a way. Yeah, but do you, yeah, you have to, because to survive, you have to do what you have to do. So then to become human means to answer for them. Which in your case is invite anyone who on the street <laughs> into your room to have sex with. And so I love the way that everyone assumed a bunch of politicians walked past my house door <laughs> just randomly. Look, there's the Prime Minister and the Mayor and the leader of the UK party. <laughs> just all randomly walking past. Come in, fellas. <laughs> it's all of you. Whoa. You do. Come on for us. Yeah. Get in here. Uh, I'm going to go with no based on the fact that I'm a glamorous immortal you like being a vampire. goddess sexy. Yeah. sexy but what if you turned to a vampire would you take the cure uh. <laughs> would that be too much even oh never mind you said because you're a glamorous immortal goddess and I said but what if you became a vampire wait were you trying to be nice to I me I was then? god it was, it's it was totally a compliment mm. wow bite. that's a first oh, she, just... she didn't bite oh, oh. Dan. Sorry. Dan? Um, I would think so, because I'm presuming that I'd be at a point where I'd lived a long time and probably it'd be a relief to be human again. Mm. Right. Okay. No, I wouldn't. I don't think. No? No. Is there any iteration of vampire where you could envisage not wanting to be that? Not really. (laughs) Imagine imagine at the point that that offer was made, I've literally got a piping Ah. hot curry in front of me. Wait, wait, wait. It It will all depend on whether the machines were rising or the aliens were coming and I had a choice. Would I be a cyborg over a vampire cyborg? Uh Uh-oh. Alien vampire cyborg hybrid. Was that the noise of a vampire cyborg? <laughs> 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 it was scary, right? <laughs> imagine, all the, imagine, all the, imagine all the robot counting I could do. Brilliant. Uh. Um, 
Now, John says you could, he would definitely, because you could just go back and forth if it was secure. You could just switch back and forth as, as and when you choose. As long as you had someone reliable to turn you. And that's a lot of yes. trust. Mm. Um, Rob says, um, <laughs> who knows, uh, would there be a need for a sequel? Um, Chris reckons he'd be dead before he got a chance to use it uh, TJ depends on how much he's missing garlic bread um, <laughs> less it depends on how many other vampires there were and if the culture had learned to adopt them or not which is I guess a reasonable rational solution good, good answer um, also depends Nate says it depends on the reason he turned if he had been dying and being a vampire saved him and turning back would mean going back to the way he was before it's hard to say what perspective you have on life when you can <clears throat> live forever. Mm. If you had a group of vampire friends, the way most of us work is we would uh, find it normal to live forever and weird to die. But to, 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 pick being, to pick being mortal from being a vampire is really to say that you're picking death. Mm. You're not picking being mortal to resume a 9-to-5 office job. You're choosing death, aren't you? So if you choose death... just Ryan wants to know, would he get his soul back? Well, that is the question. Mm. Mm. I suppose if you had been turned unwillingly, you would. But if you'd willingly gone over like me, you probably wouldn't. But then if you'd willingly gone over, why would you turn back? Mm. Unless it really wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. Mm. Mm. A lot of questions, Um, not many answers. Yes. Mervyn reckons it depends on how long he'd been a vamp. Um, uh, And Giuseppe... I hear that. Giuseppe says... Depends on which vampire law. Traditional vampires, of course, <clears throat> he'd probably want to return. However, modern vampires are basically humans with full reasoning memories and faculties. Added bonus of immortality, speed, shape-shifting, amazing strength, mind control. The downside is a taste for human blood, which is more often than not uh, that they, can't, they can control. So returning to humanity would be like going from 1080p HDTV with surround sound back to black and white and only three channels. Yeah, that's a good point. Although one thing, as he's just touched on it, is in modern day vampires of the last kind of 10 years, they're like heroin addicts. So it is effectively as close as you can to being a severe drug addict. Other than being a severe drug addict. Other than being a severe drug addict. Ultimately, do you think mankind would prevail against the might of the vampire nation or are we just destined to be kept as cattle? Will we prevail? We will because I think the theory which is kind of taken to the extreme in Daybreakers is that if you can't get a synthetic blood substitute then the more we turn, the more vampires we turn the more there's going to be the need for blood and I don't think there will ever be enough blood to get the, the ratio right. Imran? I think they will prevail. We will prevail because they have too many rules to undo them and the rules aren't skills that people need to learn. They're just things they need to hold. It's just knowledge. Knowledge. Bernice? Well, I initially thought, I think, that if humans have the um, upper hand population-wise, that, that we'll prevail. But then I realised that's presuming that we know we're being controlled by vampires. How do we know that we're not secretly, our entire society isn't being manipulated by vampire overlords right now? I mean, surely it would make more sense to keep us in the dark, right? 
I mean, if you don't know you're being controlled, you're not going to rise up or, or try to fight back. Um, so, so, you know, I'll leave you with that. I've never seen Bernice in daylight. <laughs> My feeling is that uh, we will prevail, but only because the vampires will let us. Oh, controversial. We're no good to them if we're all dead, because what would they feed off? That's like, you know, that would be like, oh, that's like overfishing the seas. Which so they we might... don't care about, apparently. <laughs> True. <laughs> Recent quotes. So essentially, they might, they basically may, may let us grow back to the point we become too strong, so they might overdo it. No, I think they'd just keep us well farmed. You, you make Basically. a good good point though, Dan, because I, I remember that in Daybreakers as well, and mm. I thought you'd think that you'd police that better, you know, as as vampires, that you can't just go turning everybody you want yeah. for that there, very reason. Would there be like vampire Hugh Fernley Whittings at all? Like River Cottage smallholders. Yeah, River Cottage vampires who would like go for you know free range humans. Free range organic. Over, over, yeah, organic humans. Would they be more tasty? I like to let my humans roam in the Are they tastier after the hunt? Is that not one of the things that you see in uh, Yeah, I know exactly, exactly yeah. what I thought in terms of they would they would like the hunt. Um, so yes, the, uh, the the daybreakers thing, I wouldn't have thought. I never sort of deemed that as that's what they would do. No, It makes neither. sense to control it. However, yeah. I and think. let's be honest, humans have no problem breeding. There's a lot of us. You know, yeah. like you just let us go. Mm. True, true. But the idea of most vampires is they can't control their bloodlust, so they could literally, you know, if you look at um, being human, one person could wipe out 100 people in, in half an hour. But then, again, it comes down to maintaining vampires policing the vampire population, because yeah. the current population of humans on the Earth, what's 100 people? Yeah. Let's say you know, there's so many of us. It'd be quite a good thing, really, I think, if some vampires did just... Knock down the population. It's the same thing with zombies, though, when we discussed it, in terms of zombies would just keep going until there wasn't anything else. The difference with zombies, I always think, they though, is, is that they... Like, every time mm. you, you get bitten by a zombie, you're going to turn. So that's how the zombie population gets so yeah. out of control. And then also, in a lot of zombie fiction, anybody who dies of natural causes will then come back as a zombie yeah. as well. Whereas with vampires, it's always been... A more deliberate act. There's p- people you feed on, and then there's people that you turn, and it's a very and you need people to work for you, and all kinds of different dynamics. Whereas zombies, effectively in most kind of books and films, eventually die out because they starve because there's no one left to turn. It's like Ebola. Yeah, it's like yeah. a disease, isn't it? Mm. Mm. So we're gonna survive, really. Okay. Yeah. At least until the machines rise, the aliens come and the zombies show up. And then it's all over. And then it's all over. Okay, well, thank you very much, panel of experts, and thank you very much to the Liberated Irregulars. We'll be back in a month or so with our uh, regular podcast. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that's it. Anything you want to add anything? Yeah. Okay. Right, guys, well, the sun is set. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah we can get out. We can finally get out. I'm yeah. hungry. Yeah. Yeah. There's someone at the door. I'm ready to bite them in. This is what you're doing
actually signed it. He shall not be named. Oh. So I actually don't know who that is. I've got no other way of tracking. And they oh. are they the creepy person that wrote that that. Uh, the, is it just he be breathing? Not really. Field? I think it might just be a net <laughs> random actually. Well, no, there was okay, but that I think the, the very last one. one, the creepy one, who said the Harry Potter girl, she's legal now, isn't she? Oh. It was like the one who would you ensnare with your hypnosis? Oh, it was me. You would ensnare her. <laughs> what? I've seen Emma Watson. That was my answer. But you wrote what? Yeah. That's brilliant. She's like twenty-one or twenty-two now. Or, or what, more. What about the banana? <laughs>